Look out! You and you! I know Ellie's pigtails. Okay, okay. You asshole! He put his mouth on my Twizzler! Brandon! No. No. Angus the dog. So wait, as a bumper? As a I've bump. listened to this more than once. More academical. <laughs> Wherein... <laughs> is this like the opening of the real world? Yeah, no, I feel like I'm exactly like Live in the house. So my but I actually is... probably do know that. <laughs> when people stop being polite. And start <laughs> getting real. real. <laughs> so the world. Columbus. My... Yes. Oh my god. I, you know somebody's like done that pitch at MTV and they're like, but it'll be great because of football. Okay. Hi, y'all. Welcome to that bleeping podcast. The podcast. <laughs> this is the problem with, with recording in the same room. I can see y'all laughing at me. I'm uh, laughing. I didn't laugh. No, you weren't in the room. <laughs> all right. This is all staying in, by the way. <laughs> Take five. Hi, y'all. Welcome to That Bleeping Podcast, a podcast wherein four academics who love television recap, analyze, and love and hate on all things popular culture. Right now, we are working our way through Degrassi the Next Generation, taking them two episodes at a time. Today, season two, episodes three and four, Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Karma Chameleon. Uh, before we start, two things. Spoiler alert, there will be full recaps of, as we talk about each week's episodes. And sailor alert, we're gonna, we've already <laughs> used <laughs> language, so whatever. I'm Tiffany Salter, I'm a professor of Asian American literature, uh, and I also teach other weird nerdy things like science fiction and cartoons and stuff. The end. <laughs> I'm Jacinta. I'm a PhD candidate. I mostly study television, film, and pop culture, and I teach a bunch of stuff, including composition, film, etc. I don't know. I'm tired, <laughs> and I'm writing a dissertation, so I'm extra tired. So there you go. I'm Sonic Gabbard. I teach at Ohio State. I am in the Women's Studies Department. I'm actually political economist by training, but I dabble in pop culture studies, and I'm a huge Degrassi fan, and also just pop culture junkie in general, so my role is a lay person. And I'm Brendan Shaw. <laughs> I'm a professor of African American Literature and Popular Culture. I also study feminist theory and queer theory. All right, so this week um, we watched episodes three and four of season two. And the first episode, I'm going to do the recap. This is Sonic. Episode was called Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Spoiler alert. There's some fun times and some not fun times. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Girls Just Want to Have Fun. The episode opens with Spike bringing Emma a heaping pile of popcorn to have a talk with her. What is she going to talk about? Her new boyfriend, also known as Mr. Snake, also known as Mr. I'm totally blanking on his name. Simpson. Yeah. Mr. Simpson. I kept thinking Mr. Belding. Also um, known as Archie. Apparently. Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the main point of episode three is we find out that Spike and Snake are dating. They're longtime friends. As we've talked about 
previously in in previous episodes, both of these actors and characters were on the first generation of Degrassi, so they've known each other forever. So the main plot is Emma reeling from the news that her teacher is now her mom's boyfriend. Like I said, we start out, Emma's writing a poetry assignment. Spike derails the conversation or derails the, her work by telling her about her new boyfriend. And Emma apparently cannot finish her poetry assignment because she didn't do it the next day, we find out. The next day, Emma lets Manny know that her mom has a new boyfriend. Manny, being the best friend ever, is hella stoked because Spike's a really nice lady. Bad actress, nice lady. What? She is! All right. Okay. So anyway, Manny and Emma talk about Mr. Simpson being Emma's new not-dad. The B-plot... <laughs> Well, I mean, carry on. Okay, so B-plot, the, the subplot of the episode is the big, or not so big, 80s dance, Back to the Future, that's happening, and the dance competition slash breakdancing competition. Just, we'll get there. Yeah, so um, Jimmy and Spinner are hella stoked about this breakdancing competition. They're going to team up together because Spinner's got the hot tracks. He's got a badass vintage hip-hop mixtape that he's stoked to share. And Jimmy's got an outfit. So that's our little our little uh, foreshadowing about what's happening. Jimmy's um, also got rhythm. Spinner does not. <laughs> I think you mean... Uh, Drake's dance double has a lot of rhythm. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jimmy and Spinner are going to team up together. But then, as they're walking down the hallway talking about how they're going to collaborate, uh, they see a new character that we all will soon, will all get to be very close to soon. Marco, this mm -hmm. kid who, he, has, he actually never speaks in this episode, but Marco, we're introduced to him, and he's break don't, dancing. Don't get too far ahead here, because <laughs> I know how you are. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know how you are. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Marco is break dancing in the middle of the hallway, in the middle of the school day, as one does. Paige acting like the Iago. Let's, uh, you guys like that? I'm speaking your language. English. <laughs> Will you? Sorry. So Paige whispers into Jimmy's ear, maybe you should drop Spinner because he's not a great dancer. So Jimmy decides, maybe I shouldn't have Spinner be my my sidekick or my helper. Spinner, uh, Spinner's hella stoked and is like, I can be the robot and does a robot dance. To which Paige says, quote, I saw better dancing at Heather Sinclair's grade three sock hop. Because Paige is amazing. Okay, so we're all, there's a lot of other things that are happening, which I'm sure we'll talk about in our favorite things. Um, but at the Back to the Future dance, um, we find out, well, there's two dances. There's the right after school dance, which is for the Lamos, aka apparently we're calling grade eights juniors now. It's the middle schoolers. Yeah, the grade eights, which are Toby, JT, Manny, Emma, Sean, because he got held back, as we all know. And then there's the senior dance, which are the grade nines, which are Paige, Jimmy, Craig. We always forget that Craig is a grade nine because he chills with the grade eights because Craig. So at the grade, at the junior dance, uh, Snake is the DJ and he is wearing a wig. And we will talk about the wig. Um, and Manny and Emma are really annoyed. Or no, sorry, Manny's always happy because Manny's the best. But Emma's annoyed because... 
the reality of her new not dad is setting in. Craig also kind of makes it worse by asking Manny and Emma if they're going to go to the senior dance, and they remind him that they can't go. But they're still excited because they're going to have a girls' night in lieu of going to the senior dance. But that also gets derailed once more by Spike and Snake. So when Emma and Manny get to Emma's house, they find out that Spike is no longer going to join them for their girls' night because, and I wrote this in all caps, Snake got Elvis Costello tickets, which is a thing. <laughs> yes. Um, which Emma describes as an old guy from the 80s. Yes, she does. Not untrue, but also an old guy from the 90s. In the, well, in the 70s, Allison came out in 79 in BD. I love Elvis Costello. I do too. Oh my God, we'll talk about it. Okay, so Emma's even more upset and she's like, Manny, yo. Fuck this shit. Fuck this girl's night. Let's break into the senior dance. Let's crash it. And Manny, because she's the best person ever, is like, yes. So Because she's into it. Well, because, yes. She's very into it. So while all of this is happening, Jimmy is breaking up with Spinner about their, in regards to their teaming up to do the dancing. And Spinner's white fragility kicks in. <laughs> um, Spinner... Oh, God. All right. I swear to God, he's like, we'll get there. Okay. So um, I'm just going to use this one. I'm I'm just going to share the one quote. Jimmy says to Spinner, you move like a wounded polar bear. (laughs) To which Spinner says in response, I get it. I can't dance because I'm white. Polar bears are white. I'm white. You're a racist. (laughs) White fragility. And, of course, Jimmy's like, no, you suck at dancing. We fast forward to the senior dance. Jimmy uh, shows up looking like Michael Jackson, like in the full outfit, and again, a a wig, which I will talk about later, because the wigs in this episode are like the dustiest wigs. All of the wigs are dusty. Anyway, uh, and then Spinner also shows up with the boombox, which is actual like boombox and his awesome mix. Basically, both of them sabotage each other's um, attributes. Spinner steals Jimmy's breakdancing outfit, and Jimmy replaces Spinner's hot mix, mix CD, with um, Muzak music. So both of them fail hard. Jimmy probably fails harder because he splits his pants out because his Michael Jackson pants are very tight. They both lose. Marco wins the big prize, which is the Toronto Leaves, which is a hockey team that I had to look up. Good job, champ. Thank you. Don't know hockey. Carry on. Um, and then they also talk about how Marco gets the girls and the tickets. We're just He's gonna, winning. He's yes, winning in Marco, Marco always. Uh, Emma and Manny sneak into the dance um, because Craig helps them. Manny, this whole time, is like, "Oh my god, you gotta hang out with Craig. Oh my god, oh my god, Craig, 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 Craig. He loves you." Yes, okay, they jump on that's the, more things than she said. They jump on the bed. <laughs> they jump on the bed, and they're like, "Ah, Craig!" At the dance, there's this moment. In all teen movies and TV shows, when there's the slow song and they're like, this is the moment, he's going to ask you to dance, Craig walks over and asks Manny to dance. And Manny, because she is such a class act, looks at Emma, gets her unspoken and then spoken approval to go dance with Craig first because she's like, I'm not going to jump on this until you say it's okay. And Emma's like, no, no, go, which... 
Props to Emma for being halfway decent in that moment. <laughs> Emma is very upset, though, for good reason. I mean, the night did not turn out the way she wanted it to. She goes home, is walking up to her doorstep, and her mom and Snake are making out. And so she has to see that. So Emma runs inside, throws herself on the bed in a very 13-year-old manner, and her mom comes in and actually is a pretty decent mom and talks to her about Manny and Craig and also reassures her that she's never going to love Snake more than her because Emma's her daughter. And that's pretty much it. There's a lot of other things. There's a lot of great costuming in this episode. Um, but the way the episode... It's great costuming. Don't look at me like that. We got a whole Molly Ringwald thing happening. I know. Oh I was my just... God. You were going into it and I was giving you the look like plot. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yes, but we end the episode with Emma saying she's not sure how things are going to turn out um, in terms of how she feels about Spike and Snake. Which is a very Degrassi end of an episode. Yes, it's a very... I mean, this was an episode where... This was an episode where I thought Emma wasn't as annoying. I think I was more annoyed with the show because Manny doesn't get that, like... If this episode had been exactly the same, but at the end we had stayed with Manny and then she had gone home. Mm-hmm. But because the episode's about Emma, you're right. It felt very 13, where like both of them are like, Craig could be coming for me. And she is pretty, in the moment, she's pretty cool about it. And then she goes home, it's just a shitty day for her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was more less annoyed with Emma than usual and more annoyed that the episode decided it was an Emma episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it starts and begins, starts and ends with her at home with her mom. So the episode ends up being about Emma and her mom, which I thought was really good. And I liked all of that. And it felt like it was interesting. And I liked that Craig, I mean, ended up with Manny, which is, I think, what the episode wants. Which also makes me think that Degrassi wants us, and we've seen these before, wants us to see the imbalance of power in their friendship. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved it if the episode had ended with them at the dance. And however, that ends awkwardly. And then Manny going home to her family. Who, who we still have yet never met. to meet. Don't hold your breath. I know. Yeah. Well, no, I know. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking, because we talked a lot on here about Emma and Manny. And I similarly was wondering how this was going to play out. And I liked how it played out. But this time, at least, it didn't feel like the flaw was Emma's character. The flaw was, like, where the show went. Like, the sympathy at the end that we're supposed to... This day sucks because everything didn't go my way. Yeah, and I was really happy because, I mean, last episode, when we were introduced to Craig, it seems like Manny likes Craig a little bit more, and it seemed like the show was setting us up to believe that Craig was going to go after Emma. So, like, and or that Emma was going to, despite the fact that Manny was really into him, go for him. And so, that he's interested in me. I, like, I literally, like, just, like, yelled euphorically when he asked Manny Mm -hmm. out, or asked Manny to dance. Um, Dressed as Sid Vicious. Oh Oh my god. God, Because he is our collective boyfriend. (laughs) I'm not claiming Craig. It's um, not because I don't... I like this Craig. Craig down the line gets on my nerves. Yeah, later later days Craig is not okay. But the other... So his was the standout outfit. Also, I really liked Emma and Manny's outfits. They were super cute. Oh, they were. were. And also... Liberty's outfit at the junior dance was amazing. is Is she Madonna? Like, what... It was seemed kind of Madonna. A little bit. It was like Madonna Susan. hair, but also Janet. Yeah, but she said she she said some line. I forget what it was, but oh, it was. I have it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I knew you would. But I was like, what movie is that from? 
this girl, she likes to party all the time. Uh, but also her hair is amazing. Um, and Emma Hare watched this episode. I am all over this Helen Hunt girls just want to have fun hair that Emma has. Because it is, it is exactly that hair. And I... Was very into it. I like Crimps Manny. and all, and yeah, Manny, Manny and her wig. dusty wig. wig. Oh, but, but I mean, it's a wig. wig. Watch. Yeah, wig watch. So the kids' wig made more sense to me than snakes. Wig. Snakes' wig, because <laughs> yes. snakes like has we're supposed to understand has done this before. So that it made sense that at the last minute for costumes they threw together. Mm-hmm. within like an hour mm-hmm. those were some pretty good 80s costumes yeah. these girls yeah. had Manny so Manny goes she's dressed a la Molly Ringwald she has a cute little like suit jacket blazer and a, a button down shirt and tie and she has a red wig that's kind of a Dorothy Hamill cut yeah the wig and also, the hat and she also wears the blossom hat it's um, not floppy like the blossom hat it's the big gardener it's you're the right, big right. like flower gardener hat People were in the 80s, but um, all of the outfits were so good. Emma's sympathy for her mom's daily hair routine in her youth. Yeah. You did this every day. And yeah. it is an ongoing, it's an ongoing <laughs> joke that Emma's dressed like her mom, to which she says, uh, I'm dressed like Cindy Lauper. <laughs> and Mandy holds up the picture. The picture was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then even at the end, Spike is like, why are you dressed like me? And yes, it's, it's a great, it's a great gag. So I like Snake, but he was kind of creepy a couple times in this episode. Mm-hmm. When they come into the juniors dance and he's like, ladies, come dance. I'm just like, what's happening? Yeah. This is entirely inappropriate at a school dance. <laughs> yeah. And he's like flirting with Liberty, like fake flirting and I was like, because oh. usually Snake is not that way. There's a level, like, they they wrote this episode, they wrote him to have this level of casualness and familiarity with Emma that is really uncomfortable. And we're supposed to feel uncomfortable, too, when he does the yeah. check-in at school, which is totally inappropriate. No. Yeah. Well, I think that, like, because, like, the idea is that he's been hanging out at her house all summer, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow Emma interpreted yeah, this as them it. just being friends, which is seems absurd. Yeah. But <laughs> she's only Willful 13. Ignorance. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, and he's also her teacher. So I feel like he felt like he was obligated to say something. Mm-hmm. And he's just real awkward. Oh, Lord, yes. I mean, the best parent in this episode is Joey. Joey and Craig <laughs> together was adorable. Yeah. Oh, kind of bro though. Here's my hat. <laughs> he's not his real dad. Like, That's it made true. sense to me. And they have, like, a, a joking fight. And coming after two episodes of his real dad being, like, evil to him and not a particularly good father figure, I liked their sort of, like... Because it's clearly Craig doesn't have a father that, until now, he wants to emulate anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So it seemed very symbolic... So Joey got the hat out, and then they're talking, doing, because, I don't know, it felt bro-y, but realistically so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and Craig razzes him about the hat, but then he wears yep. it. I mean, Ooh. so, like, for me, like, that was, you know. It was very sweet. Yeah, it was, it was very sweet, and um, very, I don't know, seems indicative of Craig's willingness to embrace the the relationship and, and Joey's advice and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And this is like where the show's really starting to like maintain some of those older characters. Because you know, in the first season, they're in those first couple episodes and then they like basically disappear. Well, they put, <laughs> wasn't in the credits first season, but he's in the credits yeah. this season. Yeah. Also, the hat that he gives him is the hat that his character wears in the mm-hmm. first season, or I mean, the original series. And it's a, it's very ducky, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cute. It's a like, it's not a. Is it a trilby? Is that um, what they call them? Trilby. Trilby. And Snake also plays Zit Remedy. Yes. Uh, at the dance. Oh, I didn't even catch it. Yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. Um, and I always like. I'm like constantly reminding myself now that they're what like 28, mm-hmm. 29, something mm-hmm. like that. They're 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 youths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In terms of the dances, I also like that they felt, like, as usual, Degrassi never really does, like, a movie fake version of dances, because mm-hmm. I never went to a, I really never went to a prom, like, a prom in a movie, but I did go to a million dances that were as awkward, especially as the juniors dance, oh my God. where, like, nobody's dancing, and there's two people dancing, and you go with the best of intentions, and then you're like, hey... Or, alternately, the most that's going to happen is that you will, someone will ask you to dance once. Yeah. Like, because the senior dance seems cooler, but not that much cooler. No. (laughs) I mean, they have real DJs. Yeah, yeah. So that helps. (laughs) That's true. Well, because they have a competition. Mm, A confusing competition. A really disorganized competition. (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) the competition is interesting for a lot of reasons. So many reasons. I first wrote down when Spinner said, my hip-hop collection rules. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. sir, yeah. I've seen no evidence of this whatsoever. His spiky hair didn't let you on to that? <laughs> so, I mean, and Sonny already talked about, we we see Marco dancing in the hallway. That's, that's fine. It's a casual place to dance, whatever. He's doing the worm in the hallway. I mean, it, I mean, Manny, we, Manny did cartwheels in the hallway. She did. That hallway, those hallways get a lot of play. But also, like, okay, Spinner, when they break up as dance partners, I watched, like, three times because Jimmy's expression after Spinner calls him racist no. <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> like, his really? utter confusion and, like, and he has that sweatband on his wrist, which I couldn't stop looking at. He's just like, what? what? No, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> That's all the problem is. Yeah, you can't dance because you suck. That is, yeah, it's... But Spinner's over here doing math. Uh-huh, polar bears are white. I'm white. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> doing some weird syllogism. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I said, it's just white fragility all, all up in there. And also wounded polar bears. Also, can we talk about Toby and JT? They yes! look amazing. Their outfits are oh, so yeah. good. Like little uh, Miami Vikings. Yes, exactly. Yes! It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Toby actually looks adorable with his slick back hair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. they both have those, what are those Wayfair glasses mm-hmm. on? Yeah, they look adorable. And they, they're both embarrassed. Kind of into it. Yeah, well... I was looking back at my notes to talk about the confusion about this, the dances and the dance competition in that weird ad that Liberty and that random guy. Yeah, who is her co-host? She says, get your red shoes on and dance the blues. And I was like, but that's completely different from what we end up seeing. Okay, but this is, this is the thing. 
This is the thing, though, also, like, the song that Marco breakdances to makes no sense. No, no. <laughs> it's not a song that anybody would be breakdancing to. Like, the musical alignment <laughs> with breakdancing competition is not evident in well, this episode. And also, the, Jimmy could have saved himself if he didn't have two separate outfits. Yeah, it's a lot of that work. is a lot. It is a lot. But you know, he he truly committed to the the Michael Jackson outfit, though, all yeah. the way with the sparkle gloves, yeah. the white socks, the white socks, the loafers. Right. Yeah, yeah. But also, Michael danced in those clothes, so like maybe he should have paid more attention to the details. Get some, just get some lycra pants. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, I think that I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so caught up on the David Bowie line. I, I don't understand what you were saying. The David it. Bowie line. I didn't realize it's the David Bowie line, but in the moment, that's all they say about the dance competition. Oh, yeah. The song's Let's Dance. No, no, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes oh. sense, but it still doesn't make sense. No, no. Because they also okay. say it's a breakdance competition, but other times they don't. Right. And then the routine he does is sort of breakdancing, but it's really just Marco. an MJ. No. Oh, no. Jimmy's. Well, I think, yeah, I because I think that he was going to do something else, and then his pants split. Yeah, it was... I got a little lost in that. <laughs> I did notice that he, like, was hitting on the girls when he came in to With the, the gym. He was, like, kissing and the hands. I was like, oh, Drake, I see you. Young Drake. <laughs> oh, my god. At it already. So there's this part. It's at some point during the, the night dance, and they, like... I'm, I'm in, like, my sort of film tv nerd lane but they're like outside the school there's a shot outside the school and there's some unnamed couple on the steps and i guess they're having an argument and the girl i think gets up and slaps him and then i miss <laughs> that time. Totally <laughs> and then, like walks away it's just like between scenes <laughs> and i was like what is happening here mm-hmm. is it when emma and manny are watching raditz like, no it's the- like between like later like oh, everybody okay. else is inside like they're the only ones outside it's oh. just like a transitional scene oh. and i was like what is is somebody breaking up at the dance some unnamed couple oh my god so you should go back and watch that because okay. i was just like all right i mean i guess this is what happens at school dances uh and I have broken up with people and have been broken up with as it's after dancers. it's after they do the break dancing competition. Mm. So. Also, Ashley being an emo sad sack um, at the dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And episode. Terry's dusty wig. Okay, so wig watch. I wrote down everyone's wigs because it was just so bad. Well, nobody is trying to like convince people that their wigs are real in this in they, this scenario. Yeah. I know. I'm dance. all about fashion wigs. I'm all okay, about hello. At twelve, yes. they're twelve. But also, yes, and also, <laughs> it's still television. But, so, I mean, Miley okay. wears a cute wig in that Hannah Montana show. Yeah, but yeah. she's supposed to she's be passing his Hannah Montana. She's also rich. Yeah. <laughs> if they true. rolled up with good wigs at the level that everything else happens in their lives, it wouldn't make any sense. Right. Part I of mean, the reason guys, I like these kids. Let me wig vent. Let me have this because <laughs> I wrote it down. I made a diagram. <laughs> Hazel's Tina Turner wig. This is not- I, That's actually one of the better wigs. The Tina Turner wig. Yes. Terry's wig makes no sense. I don't understand who her character is. Is she Ali Sheedy? What is she doing? I don't. She's got like a Snow White wig. Yeah, I remember. I did. They showed her for two seconds. Yeah. You couldn't tell what she was. Oh man, yeah, I paused it. Pretty, 
side bar. Mm -hmm. And Snake's wig. That I didn't get at all. Well, that one, that was And the also one. he was using a British accent. <laughs> I liked when, when, when Emma and Manny were talking about the, the relationship early in the episode and Manny said, this is what made me think of how old they are, because Manny said, he is kind of cute, and Emma said, yeah, for an old guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> and, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then Manny's like, he's funny in his dorky way. Mm -hmm. Their criteria for kind of cute for old people, which we all should take note about, nice smile, tallish, funny, and cool in a dorky way. Yeah. That's all of us. But, like, then Emma's point of, like, comparison is, like, Craig. And I'm like, but... <laughs> I mean, okay. That's so kind of fair. I, think I love Manny. That discussion, I was like, I'm a little confused why your way to help your friend right now is to play out that your teacher isn't as... Like, if that was me, I'd be like, you're right, it's gross. Let's not talk anymore about what our teacher looks like. Oh, well, but also she likes Spike. I mean, she, yeah. you know. So Spike's she, like a surrogate mom. Yeah, and she wants, I mean, she wants good for Spike. Right, and she probably recognizes that, like, Emma lacks chill. Yeah, she's yeah. probably trying to get her to have I mean, Manny knows her inside and okay, out. But I don't think she needs chill just yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whether or not she's dumb to not have figured it out, if you discover that the teacher that you're going to have just for the rest of your, your life <laughs> is banging your mom, wow. and then your best friend is like, he's not that unattractive. That's weird. But see, Emma, but see we, I like, though, that we as the viewer get to watch Emma go through it, though, because in the beginning, she's oh, yeah. still processing it. And when she's processing it and hasn't come to terms with the gravity of her teacher being yeah. her future dad. <laughs> okay. No, they might break up. We don't know. Do do? Um, anyway. You like, put like ten cards before that horse. Man. I don't know. I keep trying to stop you. Just <laughs> let me ship everyone, okay? I'm, no, but like, so Emma starts off being kind of open to it, but then quickly realizes that it's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, for, for the 22 so minutes, Manny we is, did a good job of moving her yeah. through and Manny does a good job also initially mimicking that that energy that she's getting from Emma, although quickly Emma herself pivots. Yeah. Manny in this episode, you know, she, she's doing her best with, with the situation, as per usual. I did wonder how exactly they were supposed to be incognito at this dance, though. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know how many students there are at Degrassi Community Schools, but... I think that there's enough for them, not like so many that like other people would not notice. And there's well, I a bunch too, of, but there was a couple eight teachers besides Radish. Right. I don't know. It just seemed like like not a well thought out plan to me. But that like Degrassi just but their let costumes that go. obviously made them incognito. Sure, sure. <laughs> Clark Kent. Right well, there. it's not it's like, fun scene and. Snake was uh, otherwise occupied. No, so, wow. And then the next episode. Quan with a get... bell around her neck. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. That's so mean. Yeah. Should we. Wait, no, wait, wait. But... Hold on. There's okay, also well. the, the tip ahead. for tat when they show up to the dance and Jimmy and Spinner see each other and Jimmy says, Who are you supposed to be? Vanilla Ice? Which was so great. Yeah. And Spinner says, Who are you supposed to be? Michael Jackson? And he's just like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty clear that he is actually perfectly Michael Jackson. Yeah. Also, how is how not a much of a diss is that? Like, oh, you're supposed to be the king of pop. 
But that is very Spinner. Yeah. Yeah. He's so Spinner. Yeah, he, he's not exactly quick on his feet. Nope. I also appreciated like, the fact that Degrassi carries some threads through, so Emma's computer is downstairs. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. I noticed that first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I see. Keep this, keep this downstairs. When and we get they're, back. they're also doing the beginning of the year poetry assignment that they did, that the now grade nines did last season. I don't remember that part. There was a po- there, it was like not a main feature, but that I was one you. of the Quan assignments. I'm still wondering what one does in media immersion for six yeah. years. But well, um, the, the, is this the anime. episode or the next one where they talk about uh, Flash? This animation? one is about Flash. <laughs> yeah, but in the next episode, Terry, they do mention Photoshop again. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Flash animation. I mean, they clearly someone just like has a list of terms that they put in the script for Tate to say. <laughs> it's like um, in medical shows, like oh, yeah. where they like ha- hire like mm-hmm. uh, an expert. Know, yeah, this is just insert medical son. term here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do the kids do? Flash animation. <laughs> they have to find over the weekend <laughs> from the internet. Yeah, as one did. There's no Isaac system. No, it is not. We also need to talk about um, uh, Spinner and Jimmy's makeup at the end, where they forgive each other. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Me too. I was confused. Yeah, I know. I was like... Uh, Spinner is like, I can't believe you did that to me. And Jimmy's like, I can't believe you did that to me. And then Spinner says something about creating painful and humiliating memories. Yes. So good. And they're back, and it's good. Yeah. Because oh, they'll never it. break up. Well, boys. Yeah. Boys are boys. Yeah. <laughs> At least boy based friend. on it the socialization of yeah. their yes. friendship. Yeah. Also, I do... It's so funny that they... Like, the, the, whole, the whole scene plays out very much as sabotage. But, like, in other circumstances, those two would do that as a prank to each other, yeah. too. Yeah. So it's really interesting that, like, they, they switch so to Maybe more so to Jimmy. I, I don't know. Jimmy's got a mischievous side. Yeah, but I, I mean, he does it. like to win. Like, yeah. if yeah. he's involved with it. He's even a little more serious. Yeah. I could see Spinner doing that and not even realizing it could be upsetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, taking his clothes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which, obviously, again, just have one outfit. <laughs> yeah, or get some lycra pants. I mean, that use. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All he needed to Maybe do. Maybe we don't have time and or the money to just like go and get. Um, Jimmy's rich. We know that. Well, but whatever he was gonna dance in would have been would have worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then um, he wouldn't have been able to show up as Michael Jackson. Also, team uh, Paige is clearly team Jimmy in this break dancing competition, and she is really good at making costumes in like three hours. <laughs> She's team Her. whoever is going to win. Yeah. This is why it's so funny to me that, like, I I, th- I always think it's funny how, like, everybody has all these different relationships or whatever. And, you know, Paige doesn't, like, want to necessarily be left out of that. But she also does not like any of these people no. <laughs> in any real way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as, like, dating options. No. It's like, whatever. She's looking for beefos. Mm-hmm. Boys from other schools. <laughs> It's a Bob's Burgers reference. I was thinking of beefaroni. That's not where we were going. Beefos. Yep. Because Paige is clearly the Tammy of the group. If we're doing a Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Degrassi yeah. mashup. Is that what we're doing? 
that's, and Terry is Tina. That seems like is a different Sarah Tina. This seems like a different podcast. Toby is definitely Jean. Oh, I can see that. Or JT. Um, Louise is okay. Emma. I just, I, I, I also <laughs> have to move on to the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Favorite things. Oh yeah. My favorite thing is definitely Manny is representing a whole mood for me when she's sitting on the couch at Emma's eating oh, yeah. snacks. Oh yeah. Just reclined, yep. relaxed. Yep. And chilling on the couch and just like not at all as worked up as Emma. It's real good. It's so great. <laughs> I rewatched that a couple times too. I was like, it is their, this, this is perfect. No. Just that was my favorite thing. Wounded Polar Bear is one of my favorite new insults for bad dancing. I also, one of my other favorite things besides Elvis Costello, shout out is Craig says Emma's name really weird in one of the scenes. He says, Emma. And everyone's an odd intonation a lot. He's like, yeah, it's a little bit like an animal. You'll like appear <laughs> and just have wide eyes and then disappear. Because <laughs> it happens He's a couple a times in the second episode. He does have that. He just that, like walks into a, a scene, says a thing, and then leaves. Jake Epstein is like, delight, beautiful human. I love him so much. Um. Okay, so mine is when... Craig asked Manny to dance because Ugh. Manny needs some attention, just like any anything that is not her just supporting mm-hmm. Emma. In a, any marginalized sidekick in a narrative. <laughs> Truth. And it's also, like, I was also thinking about how, how it's such a middle school romance in that, like, the person that you think like somebody always likes the quieter version of that person or of the person. Well, not necessarily is not a quieter version. No, but like, you know, because Emma really like is, I don't know how to explain it, but like Manny is always, she's got her own personality. She's got her own interests and all of these things, but Craig doesn't know those things yet. And so he's intrigued by her because she is somewhat mysterious to him because he's only had conversations with her best friend. So I don't know. I see that as a very middle school thing to be like, but I'm, I'm interested in this person that I don't know. Maybe that's not a middle school thing. Maybe it's just a thing. I, I mean, Emma is more forthright, I do think, than... To Craig, Manny, at least. Yeah, I mean, and also, the last two episodes, there's, like, an entire connection built through this complicated dance with his with, the, with his half-sister and whatever. Um, I mean, I think, thinking about that, my favorite thing, the one is Liberty's 80s look, which is amazing. Oh, oh yes! Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. not talked enough about Liberty this episode. But, well, that's like it that she's in it. Yeah. yeah. And then the it. other thing is, I think, the friendships, because I know we have a lot of feels about Emma and Manny, but I also think that they are kind of, cons- like, them, and then also the Spinner Jimmy thing seems sort of like these constants yeah. that feel like real friendships mm-hmm. in, like, not, like a realistic way. I think there are other realistic frenemies, like all of Paige's circle bes- besides Hazel. Mm-hmm. But they feel like two sets of, like, good friendships, mm-hmm. even when we don't like necessarily, and perhaps this, what would be nice would be if, the Manny Emma one was as balanced mm. as the way that Spinner and Jimmy get treated. Because they don't really have home lives that we care as much about either. It's just that Emma has this mom that is from the original series. Right. I think that's more than anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
is that Emma's mom is going to be a character for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Right. But it also centered, like, their personalities, Emma is, of the of the Manny-Emma pair, Emma is the narcissist. Yeah. Like, Emma, the world revolves around Emma, even outside of this Which show. Which, honestly, I do think, not that I condone that, but I like that their friendship now is a pattern. Not mm-hmm. like the, not that I'm saying this is a good friendship necessarily all the way, but it is like a like a solid one because mm-hmm. there is a balance of like uh, Manny will get pull, pulled so far, and then she'll strike back, mm-hmm. and then Emma will change in some ways, but not in others because they are middle schoolers. Right. And Manny will also give more than perhaps she should. Right. That seems to be the weird balance here. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm advocating this as a friendship model mm-hmm. or no, anything I think more than twelve right. year olds, but I think that's kind of what you were saying about like the quieter one is that not necessarily that Manny is the quieter one, but she's the one that's picking up so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just, I, I mean, I think too, like, because I, I don't think that Manny is particularly quiet. I think that it just like the show is not as interested yeah. in her for whatever reason, and so like because the show elides so much, you know, about like. Like, we don't see, you know, from one episode to another, like, why, you know, someone is doing something. My point is, is that, like, I imagine a whole world for Manny that, like, Mm -hmm. Craig might observe Mm -hmm. and interact with that we just don't see. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily, like, see her as being the mysterious one because, like, yeah, he's had interaction with Emma outside of school because of um, her babysitting Angie. But, you know, they also interact in school. And pretty much wherever Emma is, Manny is also there. Right. So I, I I don't imagine Manny only being quiet in those situations. I don't think they're as quiet, but I do think whenever we see them together, Emma, like, they're always positioned so that Emma is a little bit ahead of Manny. And, and yeah. like, she initiates the movement in those times we hear them in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Emma is supposed to be, like, the anchor of of the the the, show. the ensemble, mm-hmm. um, she you know how how we get there and whatever. And Ashley sort of serves similar function for the eighth graders. They're like mm-hmm. very, which I think in some ways is maybe why they're so damn annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's a good that's a good point because I think if you compare Terry and Ashley's friendship, Emma and Manny, Emma and Manny seem way more balanced. Oh, yeah. yeah, whereas. Ashley is just mean. Well, She's we'll get mean there. to Terry. Well, and Terry... So, I mean, do you want me to recap? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. So, so. I, I'm recapping, right? Yeah, go So, for episode it. four for the second season is Karma Chameleon. In this one, if we're just saying, I'm a, Ashley is, like, the center, sort of, of the older kids. This episode is kind of like a family circus cartoon of her just going between every <laughs> kind of character. <laughs> You know, in the family circus with a little kid and there's like the dots all over the neighborhood, right? Because the A storyline in this episode is Ashley's attempt to get back everything she lost at the end of last season. Ashley sort of deals with the fact that she feels like she's caught between being the good girl and not being the cool girl she could be if she gave up being the good girl. Whether or not we like her for that, I think the show wants it to be about expectations that are put on her by everyone. Yeah. Right. And unlike Emma, interestingly, these are our two annoying white women, Emma doesn't really ultimately care, for better or worse. Ashley constantly cares about everyone's, what everyone is putting on her. The last three episodes of this season, we see Ashley as sort of on the sidelines. We see a series of, like, in the background, her trying to, like, make things work and people walking away. So this episode, really, the thing is she realizes she should have apologized. Right? 
And so she's like, I'm going to apologize. So over the course of the episode, she apologizes to Paige. She apologizes to Jimmy. Jimmy is somewhat more taken in by the apology. Paige initially is, because you can. there's a moment where Paige seems to feel like she wants to reconnect with this old, long-standing friendship. Mm-hmm. But then she immediately reads it, perhaps, more Machiavellian than Ashley's intention, which is like, she's like, she's after everything. And so she's all about it. At the same time, Sean, not with any evil intent, I don't think, Mm-mm. is like, we maybe had a connection. There's a moment where Ashley doesn't have enough money to pay for lunch. And she pays for his, he pays for her lunch. And so after that, he invites her to a movie. At the same time, she's re- reconnecting with Jimmy. Uh, we can debate what, how we feel. Like, in the middle school logic, what ultimately happens is that Jimmy thinks he has a chance. Paige finds out that Sean is going to take Ash to the movies, tells Jimmy. Jimmy, in his in such a boy way, is like, well, we're back together, so you're a whore. Or slut. 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 Slut's the word he uses. And says it in front of a lot of people. But also, at the same time in all of this, Terry, because Terry is, as we were just saying, the sort of emotional anchor of the Ashley set, is trying her level-headed best to sort of rein Ashley in, and Ashley's really mean to her, and says, if any boy ever liked you, and then realize what she said, sort of, but not really. So Terry also goes to Teen Page, right? And so this is the sort of consistent breakdown over the course of the episode is Ashley goes from maybe having made it all right to crying while she gets her picture taken at the end of picture day. Um, Or the most creepy photographer ever who should not be around teenagers. Nope. Um, Nope. So that's the A storyline, which is more convoluted than that. I was trying to give the highlights. We can talk about all the little parts of it. It is very family circus, though. (laughs) Because she really does connect with, like, every character possible at some point in this episode. B plot is much more focused, and it's adorable. And it's Toby's new crush, which maybe has some low-key racism. <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> low-key and high-key racism. But Toby, at the beginning of the episode, because it's 2002, is explaining anime to everyone, and the viewer, perhaps. And JT, and how he's really into anime. And then Emma, who does kind of, kind of a friend for him in this episode will accept that anime is something that's in the world, but won't go as far as to say she watches it because she understands the sort of stakes of coolness only slightly more than Toby. He, there's a disc of anime. A CD-ROM. A CD-ROM that Snake is going to lend him. And Snake says, well, actually, Kendra, who we haven't met yet, who appears out of nowhere, Ta-da. fully formed, bright-eyed, literally bright-eyed, has the CD-ROM, and there's a sort of ah, moment for Toby, because Kendra is his dream girl, because she also likes anime. Oh yeah, and they also had that like sexist moment where they're like, girls don't like anime! Exactly. No yeah. girls like that. And so Kendra and him are going to meet for lunch to exchange the CD-ROM, and then in a sort of creepy bullying scene where they're both at the urinals, <laughs> yeah, yep. Spinner rolls up and is like, you know Kendra's my sister, even though she's Asian, Right? That was well, no, Toby says, but she is, and he goes, adopted. <laughs> <laughs> so the surprise, a la Spider-Man Homecoming, is white people can have people of color in their families. Yep. And so basically Spinner says, you can't go around my sister at all. 
Toby because he's Toby and not JT. He's very scared of that. JT would be scared, but he'd be conniving. Toby's just like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So there's a series of scenes where he will be nice to Kendra, but then Spinner will appear <laughs> in the in the background <laughs> while they're in the foreground. He does the looking through the window. He does the looking yes. through the window thing, which is very much a hallmark of this, also The Office. Yes. Um, so basically the upshot of that is Kendra likes Toby, Toby likes Kendra, and ultimately he she calls him a coward, which at first I was like, this is going one way. He confronts Spinner and is like, I'm doing this thing, and Spinner's like, all right, but if you break her heart, I'll hurt you. And then I think they somewhat save the sexism by having uh, Kendra say the exact same thing. And it's also like, I'll beat you up. And I liked them for that. And so yeah. then they get to go talk about anime together. After ice cream. After ice cream. And it's adorable. Oh, and Toby is very much coming into his own. And as we discussed all last season, the sort of random crush on Emma has sort of resolved itself mm-hmm. into a working friendship. Where they seem... Because there's a couple times where Emma in the background, because JT is not a good wing person, does like low-key wing person thing where she'll like kind of do the push and then JT is not is not your wing person at all. And then there's also in the background a scene where Manny and Emma go gush over Craig. This is a lot of background. This this is just so family circus. Sorry, that was a long week. I'm voting for this episode of our podcast to be called Terry Deserves Better Part yeah. Two. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because also Yes, that's fine. I'm also, yes, yes. So yeah, the thing I left out is that over the course of the episode, after Ashley is mean to Terry, there's a moment in the line for picture day in which Terry has her Sophie's Choice, Paige, Hazel, the cool girls, or just Ashley, who has now put a sweatshirt over her red outfit after being called a sweat while wearing it. Oh, that was so painful. Yeah. That was the only time I really felt bad for her in this episode. Yes. Um, was when she's called a slut in front of everybody. And it's like, if I was not okay with Ashley in this episode, I was really not okay with Jimmy in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He also tried to fight Sean. Again. Yeah. And yeah. Sean was like, I'm, I'm really not. Yeah. I'm just trying to get things from my locker. Yeah. And also, so yeah, at that point, because Jimmy's all like, well, me and Ashley are back together and she's mine, blah, blah, blah. And Sean's like... I guess I have to ask her about that. Like a reasonable person. (laughs) Jimmy's just not in the mood. And Craig has to bust up the almost fight in in his little adorable Craig way. And he's so skinny. Yes. You can get tossed in that fight. The thing I say is, in that Sophie's Choice, Terry chooses the cool girls. And as much as that would be nice, we know that She's literally just being used as a pawn. Yeah. Well, other, because times, I, I, other times, Paige is nice to Terry. In this yeah. episode, it just feels like war. Paige is not nice in this episode. Okay, I, let's also like, recall that last season, Paige got Terry drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Paige is not that. nice to Terry either. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't say that Paige, like in my notes, Terry goes over to the mean girls. Yeah. Said, not even like the cool girls or the popular girls. She goes to the mean girls. And like, like I said, Terry deserves better than both of yeah. these options. But see, I like, think Terry, I think Terry's smart though. I think Terry, I think Terry knows that Ashley is emotionally manipulative and Paige is just regular manipulative. <laughs> but like, I mean, but, but no, like, no, I disagree. She's been emotionally manipulative in season one. They both, both Ashley and Paige have times where they run the like, Ashley does it more because she's with well, her more often. Well, I think though that 
Terry is less emotionally attached to Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Ashley That's what I'm saying. Is, like her best friend, yes. and also very mean. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, when Ashley's mean to Terry, it's about Terry as a person, yeah. and right. like, the fact that like Ashley clearly thinks that Terry is not attractive enough to yeah. like find a date like, because like it was a, it was something that happened in last season, something that happens in this season. Whereas Paige is just like, how can I use this person? Which she does with Hazel, she does it with she does it with Terry, she with does Timmy, it with Timmy, with Spinner, with, yeah, with everybody. Manny. Like I mean, so like this is sort of Paige's mo. So I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing for Terry, but like. <laughs> It is a different kind of yeah. thing, for sure. And I'm saying it, Terry's making an informed decision. Oh, like, I, yeah. I don't think it is as, like, reactionary to Ashley and more like, this person isn't going to cut, do deep cuts. This person is just going to be shady. Paige does give her that cafeteria room speech. Like, would you rather be over there with one or yeah. be over here with us or blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I mean, it's just neither of the options yeah. is good. I mean, right. Terry, I mean, Terry is so reflexive, but she also is like, there's like this, by setting up these choices, it's like two choices that in different ways are going to ultimately like hurt her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. both of them, she's very astute, but she's also written as a very, in some ways, very re- realistic character who's astute about what's going on. But we'll keep going back to these two situations where Ashley, they it seems like they're like a real friendship that is just toxic yeah. for her. And with Paige, it's an opportunistic thing and she understands. And they're friends, but they're friends when Paige wants to be friends with her. Right. And I mean, it, like in the episode also, uh, the talent show episode where Terry makes a calculated decision to go with Paige because, I don't know, maybe it'll teach Ashley a lesson or maybe mm. it, it gets her to where she wants to be in that moment. So, I mean, like, Terry is, is shrewd in that way. Like, she, I'm not saying that she doesn't understand that, like, Paige has the potential to manipulate. I'm just saying that you're saying, Brennan, like, these options are not good yeah. options. And in in the long run, neither one of them is going to be, like, emotionally fulfilling for no. her. But at least she won't be in Pariah Corner with Ashley. Yeah. And Speaking- there's also boys. I mean, that's the other side. No, like, because... Paige does bring boys with her. Ashley does not bring boys. Yeah, but and Terry Spinner, likes boys. Except that she took Spinner from her just so she could. Right. No, she did. <laughs> but also, Terry gets to be around boys. I mean, that's an important thing for 13-year-olds that aren't gay. I don't know that I agree with I that. Don't know, and I, mean, I don't know that I'm... Paige is the person that I would want to hang out with just to be around boys. Because Paige seems like the kind of person who wouldn't even do the Emma thing. She would just break you up with someone you could just as so she could. Yeah. She's a mean girl. I mean... She is. I was glad, speaking of the talent show, though, glad to see that she still has those blue sunglasses. Yes! Because I'm, I'm just glad they're still hanging around. I went on Amazon and looked for a pair. I'm, I would be lying. So with I, the, I mean, so with the Ashley thing, I did think, just in general, you messaged us and you were like, happy through this episode, I stopped being yeah. in Ashley's corner. Because at the first half of the episode, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're kind of dumb that you didn't apologize for the last four months. Sure. But, sure. And the apology to Paige felt very real. They've been friends since grade two. Yeah. And Paige seemed to have a moment with it. Mm-hmm. What'd she say? I don't need a math lesson. Well, because she said that. She said, we've been, well, she said, she we've said been is this a, an years. apology or a math yeah. lesson? Yes. We've been friends for seven years. It's half of our lives. I was the real hag. <laughs> yeah. <And> that was <laughs> That's good. A good yeah. That was good. Yeah. And I liked her apology to Jimmy. 
But I think around the same time that she's horrible to Terry, in that same scene, it suddenly becomes clear that maybe she meant those things, but she also just wants to be Mm-hmm. Ian again. Yeah. yeah, she says she wants she wants her things back. She and wants, she'll do what she can. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I and then because even before she's mean to Terry, Terry's face is just like this bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> you learn because nothing. Also, because also, like Ashley's supposed to be smart. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I realize that like Sean asked you out, but you did not have to say yes. What are you doing? Right. Well, and that, so and that was the actually the Sean. Jimmy thing was the only part where I still felt bad for at the end because like this is not really your you were nice to Jimmy and then you accepted him. like Jimmy was the one that was right right she right was, she was a little bit though and maybe it's maybe it's the breakup I don't know I was like you are being a little manipulative with Jimmy though bringing in her mom like my mom misses you Toby misses you I was like Jimmy run away I do think do that, not like, let her talk you into getting back with her the implication of Jimmy coming out over suggest that they might get back together. Yeah. I don't think Jimmy behaved right, but I think yeah. if she had like some some type of foresight, she might have thought maybe I should not. But she go mentioned her mom on purpose to make him want her back. She was dangling her happy family that he right. in previous episodes yeah. wanted to be around. She was dangling that in front of him as the carrot and he was like, okay. Well, and then he called her a slut. I mean, I no, no, he's, right, no, right, right, right. he is unforgivable so, for that. So before we get there, um, I mean, so Sean calls for a date. Like, okay, Ash is getting ready. Sean calls for a date. She says, I should have apologized months ago. And then she says the terrible thing to Terry, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, Ash's realization of the need to apologize is very self-serving. Yeah. Like, it's oh, yeah. more about her having a social life yeah. and yep. not at all about, like, actually giving other people closure. Yeah. And so, like, to your point about, like, dangling her family, whom he loves. Um, because he doesn't it, have one. Right. I mean, that's really cold. Yeah. Like, that's mean. I mean, I, I, I think I went back and forth in this episode whether we're supposed to read Ashley as manipulative or just flailing about i mean because it seemed like some of it felt like flailing but that doesn't i mean like it doesn't like yeah, it yeah, yeah. she's not being self-reflexive no, necessarily about is. it but like she definitely is has now equated like if i apologize to people i get what i want and yeah. not like they get some kind of satisfaction that i have yeah. a regret about what i did to them mm-hmm. so uh-huh. and then and then she goes and Terry says maybe you should keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the that's quote. great advice. Yeah. And then Ashley says, Terry, when a guy likes you, you'll understand how this works. Which No, it's horrible. I mean the most blameless person in all of the drama besides Terry to me was Sean because Sean had no idea. Right, yeah. Sean's just there being adorable. And then yeah. and, and he also is he has no idea with her. And like you like Jacinda said, when he talks to Jimmy, he's like, well, maybe we should let the other person involved decide. <laughs> you know, right? the autonomous human <laughs> that you are claiming. Because she was emotionally manipulative. She didn't ever say, like, we're back together. Right. I was so confused when you said we're back together. Yeah. I was like, did I? Didn't but know. you know, that is the most middle school thing. Oh, because yes. That happens all the time. Yes. I remember, I distinctly remember, like, one of my friends when we were, like, sophomores, she went on one date with a guy and he told people that they were dating and she was like we went on one date yeah <laughs> one oh, yeah. date, date. 
dating <laughs> implies continuity. Right? <laughs> Serial activity. Yes, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that Sean and Ashley could be a good couple. Nope. I do. <laughs> better than Jimmy. Sean deserves better. Okay, okay. but... <laughs> Sure, except that he seems better adept to be more calm when he provides critique. Jimmy doesn't really do critique. Yeah. Jimmy just is like, I'm angry. <laughs> they're like two Slut. Aries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like two it. Aries dating each other. They're like all drama. All the and time. <laughs> I think that Sean can fly off the handle, but he is pretty good at in the moment. Him and Craig both for each other are this good person that can step in literally yeah. and be like, hey. And also, though, Sean's not generally flying off the handle at like, the person he's dating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's mad about life and gonna punch a yeah. locker. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we know that we have, like, history of, of beef. Uh, right. He, like, especially considering that history and his sort of, like, the potential for him to sort of lash out at Jimmy in, in ways that we've seen him do so before when it wasn't involving a girl. He could have been a lot more terrible in that mm -hmm. scene. And, yeah. and the fact that he was like, well, actually, I think that, you know, that's actually kind of up to Ashley and not mm -hmm. up to either of us. Right. You know, I thought that that was really and restrained yeah, in the that's, moment. But that's was, why the cafeteria lady called him the nine shining denim. Yes, <laughs> it was so good. And so Sean with his Canadian suit, <laughs> he's always doubling up. But and, and you know what Sean gets for his troubles though is that like. Ashley is, once she realizes that it's bad to be yeah, so. possibly going out with him, then she ditches him. Yeah. Well, Fine. she does okay. have to postpone. She, oh. Well, she figures she does. Uh, 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 no, no. Oh. I mean, like, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying it's great, but it's not like she's like, fuck you, you're an asshole. Okay, like, but if you were 12. Oh, uh, well, no. I mean, it's a sensory <laughs> like thing. 14. Yes. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> Wisdom beyond their years. I'm with Brendan. Okay. Wait, no, Jacinta. I'm with Jacinta. I don't know. Whoever said 15. I also Ooh. really like that moment where it's like Jimmy, Paige, Hazel, and Spinner on some bench. Oh, yeah. And they're hanging out, and Paige is like, Am I the only sane one here? And Hazel's like, or the only threatened one. And I was like, hey! Hey, you so I love that. I love that so much. Come through. You got it. it. And he's like, what? Yeah. And Hazel's like, I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> See, this is why Hazel works for me. Like, Paige and Hazel, Hazel can speak truth to power like none other. And Paige actually will sort of listen. Well, also, though, I mean, there's the moment where Ashley, on, on photo day, before <laughs> revelations were had, Paige to Ashley says, hey, sex kitten, hot outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ashley says, whatever, you're looking good, too, or whatever. Michael check or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Michael check. Um, and then Paige turns to Terry, who's rolling her eyes, and she's like, that's my move. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what are you doing with your eyes? <laughs> Rolling them is my move. <laughs> Jimmy's so in love with her, and she's playing all of us, and then that's where Paige just like, Done. burn it down. Yes! Open the gate. <laughs> that's when Paige's Scorpionist comes out, and she's like, if we can hop over to the subplot yeah. So I've watched all of this before, right? I've, I've watched this, and I, I don't 
think I realized until this time around that Kendra was one of the main people into anime. <laughs> and yeah. now, like, watching it now, it's like, oh, so our one Asian character here is is our, our anime fan. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is, all right. This is fine. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's not a problem, but, like, okay. Well, and the way that to get to what you were whispering for people that can't see us about Ali, we have two characters that are introduced in this episode. Yes. Ali, who is sort of a spectral figure, <laughs> but her character is like the punky outsider. So yes. Goth girl! She's the goth girl. There's like three different times she's just like there. The best being when someone slides down their locker and sits Ashley. We don't see her when she's standing up. And as we slide down, we discover that she's sitting down next to Ellie, who's at sitting level, which is amazing. She also takes the seat that uh, Hazel could have so she could sit next to Paige. So that made sense. But Kendra, along with all the other stuff, is literally just there like three times where she's just by herself smiling (laughs) with no friends. And that character would have friends. She definitely would have friends. That character, as written, would be with a group of people. She would have found her friends by now. She would want friends. She's very affable. She literally only speaks to her brother and Toby in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And Snake. She's great. And also, the friends thing would make so much sense, too, because they're seven, year seven, so of course they're starting at Degrassi, so they'd all be there together. No, but they don't um, really care about them. Nope. <laughs> like, this, they don't really care about new grade sevens. Also, Mason is not a Spinner. rare name. No, 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 yeah. like, because part of the big reveal was that Spinner and Kendra were related, yeah. but like, also, Kendra could have been anybody, and it still would have been a surprise to Toby, because it's like, you know, Mason isn't that... Well, I didn't think the last name thing was supposed to be, like... They kept emphasizing the Mason. This is one of those things where, again, I'm like, how many students are at Degrassi? (laughs) Because if I encounter somebody whose last name is Mason, and there's somebody else who I know whose last name is Mason, and there's only, like, 75 of us or something, I might think, I wonder if they're... Yeah, I think I'm the opposite. But I also think Spinner is someone that is known just as Spinner. Not like some of the other people. Like Toby. Although Like, it did not even occur to me that Spinner... The Toby system, though, or what is it called? The Isaac system. The Isaac system. But Toby, she's not in there. No, but he knows Spinner's last name. Yeah, wow. he, he definitely knows Spinner's name. He just didn't think about it. Well, and I think the implication is she's Asian, so he doesn't connect. Also, <laughs> which, <laughs> but she's adopted. Uh, just Jackson. have to clarify the details in the, in this Ooh. narrative. Jumping back to Ellie, I love Ellie so yes. much. Yeah, I am bubbling over with excitement about Ellie. I kept thinking, actually, well, her when she first appeared, like she looks like a fox, like an (laughs) actual fox. (laughs) Uh, That's why I kept thinking. But also, I just love the way Paige is like, "So you gotta move," and I was like. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I love that she goes the full length of understanding, like let Paige explain right. the whole thing, because it'll make Paige feel like, because Paige thinks she's a wins by the time she's done explaining, and then she's like, cool. And she um, turns back to her computer, she's like, shrug. Peace. But then, is that that's when Ashley comes over to apologize, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then every now and then, Ellie like looks over in the background, and then she goes back to what she's doing, mm-hmm. and then she glances like, y'all are ridiculous, <laughs> and then she goes back to what she's doing, yep. just hanging out in her seat that she's not moving from. Nope. Ellie is a great foil for Paige. I'm very excited about 
the introduction of Ellie. She gives zero fucks, and I am I am here for it. That's one. That's one shit. Also, the way that Degrassi styles punk slash goth girl is so lightweight in the beginning, and it's delightful because later on they really lean into that persona. Yeah, I mean, I think that they have a few different strains of how they do that, and Ellie's definitely supposed to be like their punk punk version of Outcast or whatever. Yes. Yes. Although even the way that they style her is not, like, in that computer lab scene, she and Paige, their hair has similar threads, like, down to, the, like, the micro braid, like, random places of micro braids. Ellie's supposed to be punkier because she has more makeup on, question mark. She's got a lot of black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we go back to Toby for just a second? I was he's, about to go back to Toby. He's so adorable. He in this is, episode. but like my my film my film studies nerdery for just a second is Toby has this line where he's talking to JT and he's like, "I'm going to be the first yes, Jew- I'm going to be the first Jewish monk." And yes. there's choral music. Yes. And it's so good. It's like yeah. oh. And the other time they use they have like Western music yeah. when he walks. Like, he's like, I'm going to go tell off Spinner. And there's, like, a long space he has right. to walk yes. so they can play that sting. And, yeah. and then I'm like, is there, like, a soundtrack in Toby's head? Is that what that was? Absolutely. <laughs> because it happens with Toby a lot more than it does no, with other characters. Like, when they were, quote-unquote, doing drugs and they had, right. the, like, psychedelic music. But also, like, when, when we learn that Toby has the crush on Emma and there's that daydream believer type yes. music that plays every time and it's so good. Yeah. I wish we could live in Toby's head. I, yeah. Maybe not. I don't no, know, maybe, you're right. Probably not. No. But also, uh, I noticed this time for some reason that like Toby has really excellent eyelashes. <laughs> like his eyes are sparkling. He's very pretty. He's very slowly pretty. getting rid of the yeah. geekery. Right? Yeah. As he goes, partly because he's getting, this is the most he's, awkward space. He's getting life. taller. But I think that also, like, I think, you know, Emma is just a face, but this might be, this I don't is know, real. like, real. Emma's like, you like her, she likes you. And Toby's like, her bro likes to maim and kill, or her brother likes to maim and kill. And JT says, with his teeth. There's so much (laughs) really weird. The threat that that Spinner tells Toby um, is... Turn his glasses in the context! you're aware I could rip out your bowels and, <laughs> and, and eat it for breakfast. And then she, and then Kendra repeats it. Yeah. And he says, yeah, and I'm willing to take that risk. And then she says, I'll rip out your bowel myself. She doesn't say. No, she doesn't say she'll eat it. She'll eat it. She just says, want to go for ice cream right after it. No. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Spinner is, and I said this at the very beginning when we first started watching, is when he's, when he's bully, he really creeps me out. Spinner. Because the thing oh, in the yeah, bathroom, no. like shit like that in middle school and high school is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is very clearly like a vulnerability move. When like I as someone like I avoided urinals for years in school. Yeah. The whole thing well and also because of this episode we have two different things where men are negotiating what women can do. Yeah. Me like I had those types of conversations with younger women wanting to date my brother. Like I but I, I never said I'd eat their bowels, but I did do the like <laughs> I did do the like you know that this is I going to be very bad for a you. Bully. I think that's yeah. yeah. He's bullied those boys before because at the very that's beginning true. of the series there's that thing where they bring them into a room and extort like he's extorted yes, that's true. them. 
And like for Ashley, yeah. And so when he's, and he's when the it's, worst. And when it's a spinner storyline, he's likable. I think that also I wouldn't have read it that way if it wasn't paralleled by Jimmy and Sean, and Sean fighting over. Well, not fighting. Jimmy wanting to have a fight over Ashley, really, and mm-hmm. Sean being like, "I'm good." Seriously, that is Jimmy Brooks. Well, but we also end on that the the scene where Ashley is getting her picture yep. taken. She's crying. She's not smiling. The photographer is like, you know, smile, and then says something about girl, you know, such a pretty girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, just take the picture. She has to see it three times. Yep. Yeah. And then he takes not one photo of her, but the flash goes off at least four times. Yeah. And it's. I'm just like, well, if you put the on? two episodes side by side, because both of them end with the faces of the respective white ladies that yeah. lead the two grades. Right. The other one ends with Emma crying, not crying, being kind of well, ambivalent. Her, being emo in her Mascara has been smudged. Yeah. And then this it's one smudged. ends with the creepy picture. Yeah. But the last episode, even though there's ambivalence, it's really about like reaffirming friendships. Yeah. Like, her and Manny will still be friends. Her mom still loves her. The boys will still be friends. This one is just a series of like, I mean, Toby gets his, but otherwise it's just a series of like icky, toxic people. Yeah. I think it's just it's like so meant to really disintegrate any chance that Ashley has of like yeah. regaining her spot. I wrote with three question marks, how many episodes do we need to end, or do we have to end with Ashley's mug? Because... It's been a lot of them. There's a lot of Ashley right now. Oh, I know. The other reason... Her makeup. The other way that this episode also is gross is... (laughs) Go on. For no narrative purpose whatsoever, the the older boys are given hot, sexy... There's the hot, sexy science teacher, and I wrote it in class because this is one of the few times... Like, it's weird because Degrassi doesn't usually do this without someone puncturing it. Yeah. In a different episode, it would be about the fact that they're sexualizing her, and we would, the boys would get served for it. I mean, this is a time when Emma would be helpful, because they'd be talking about it, and Emma would tell them off, and she'd be annoying, but right. Or Ashley would. Or Ashley, or Terry. But instead, or even Paige. But instead, there's just two superfluous scenes where she's there once, it's just the two boys are so distracted they can't even answer questions, and another one... She inter- breaks up the goo goo eyes between Jimmy and Ashley. Yeah, and like they first introduce that woman from her, like they like do a they do a male gaze, yeah. Yeah. legs up, and, and pausing never, at her crossed legs. And there's like never any. Skirt. I just was waiting for her to call them out or well, some reason it was in the episode besides like this is the episode where women are shamed. Yeah, for how they dress. Well, I mean, um, is it Paige that is the one that's she's talking? She's using this opportunity to talk to Jimmy about Ashley, yeah. um, and so the metaphor, the, yeah, the metaphor. So whatever it is that they're dropping in the other liquid thing that oh, made yeah. it everything bubble, like dry ice or something. Yeah, dry ice and just something liquid to make it bubble. And Paige and Jimmy get into trouble from the teacher, but that's like the only time that it. There's no. No, no there's he a, gets called out because there's another one where she calls on Spinner and Spinner has nothing to that's say. That's in the earlier scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm talking about the, uh, the yeah. Paige and but, Jimmy yeah. scene where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing the experiment yeah. and Paige is using that experiment as a metaphor for 
the way that Ashley is going no. to ruin him. Um, Paige is like buying into this sort of hierarchical discussion of like women ruining men, but yeah. like also using it as an opportunity to, I don't know, secure her space. So we end on not quite the, the scenes with the scenes with the science teacher are not like completely untroubled, but it's not called out directly. And she doesn't get that, agency. Yeah, exactly. Miss Hatsalakos is her name. Is that what it is? Hatsalakos. Because Mr. Simpson <laughs> slash Snake is like, he's kind of goofy, and his role is sometimes as an older brother slash parent. Like cool sometimes. uncle. He's well, I the think cool she uncle. is supposed to, like, we're going through, like, icons of teachers. She is, like, the hot teacher. Like, that is... But, but she also she there. also gets story and, later. I mean, she she's an ongoing character, so there's going to be more. But it's like, that is, like, the role they slot her in. Yeah. I don't know that they necessarily want to say that the boys having a crush on her is bad outright. At least not... A- I mean, but that's what's confusing. I mean, like, that it would be cool, but the camera does the thing the right, of, right, right. of being... Yeah. The camera is more problematic Yeah, the camera the no, the it's, camera's it's a so gazy. Yeah. It's so gazy because she makes a blonde joke. Like, that could have been the boys having hot for teacher, right? Like, they didn't need to pan up because she already is, like, talking about being, like, blonde. Like, I don't know, because that's also code. That's yeah. also code um, for Although, the, I mean, hotness. in the same episode... Though we have Miss Kwan, thank you, Ashley, thank you, which is another character trope, (laughs) right? Right, and it is a teacher trope. But the difference is well, first of all, Miss Kwan is also an attractive woman, we never have her presented the way this woman is presented, Mm -hmm. she's never been introduced to us. Her husband is sick, right? That's all we know. We know she has a well, and she has it in for Spinner, yeah, but we don't ever, she's not. Jerk. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. There's mildly racist things they say about her, but yeah. sort of in, like, on her side, I think we're supposed to understand. They respect her, even when they're bullying her. Mm-hmm. But Paige says to Ashley and Hazel... I'm a cow thing, yeah. which is horrible. They say she should have a bell around her neck because yeah. she's a cow. Which, in that moment, was interesting because Ashley's acceptance of it was perhaps one of the more calculated things she does. In other times, I could see her demurring and saying, like, that's not very nice. I don't think she would anymore. But in the past is what I mean. Yeah, when she but... she was friends with Paige before this. When she got Best Student or Good yeah. Student Award. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well... What was it? That was... It was... I guess, but when she was friends with Paige before, her role was always to sort of mom her a little bit. So I could see her... She always would sort of do this thing where Paige would be outrageous... And then she'd be like, Paige. And then Paige would be like, you know you like it. And, and it that was seemed true. to be the dynamic. Yeah. No, and in Paige this was... one, it's like she buys into the gross thing that Paige says. Just It's part of her like kind of Machiavellian thing where she's like, to get what you want. She's not going to rock the boat. Yeah. Nope. Well, until she like puts a hole in the boat. But at that point, she is not going to rock But the I boat. do think that is coded as, even though there's nothing that comes in, I think because Paige says that we know... It's kind of icky versus the boy, like the way that the camera teaches the teaches the other woman. Because Spinner and Jimmy can be, I think we're supposed to be like, uh, when the camera's in on it, you're like, is this an 80s movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also, Degrassi does ambivalence so well, and this is not mm-hmm. an ambivalence. The, the sexy teacher is never treated ambivalently. Like, the end of both of these episodes are ones of ambivalence, and or the kind of 
The Ashley crying at picture day feels to me like an archetypal Andrew Degrassi episode, which is like, we're not resolving this for you. Mm -hmm. Look at this person's face. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Because, I mean, there's just so many things that are ongoing. Mm -hmm. That's how they... For a show that's, like, really episodic in some ways, there's also a lot of seriality. Definitely. Which is middle school. I mean, I think that was what I liked about thinking of elisions, like you were talking about things that we don't see, Tiffany, between episodes, is because Emma and Manny are backstory, there's no dishing scene, right? If this was a more traditionally plotted show, the next episode would start with Manny and Emma sort of dishing, and maybe Emma being... Like, annoyed that Manny got to dance with Craig, but trying to be good, and then maybe they But instead, we see them in the background talking to Craig, but we never get... I imagine that thread will come back. But the show is sort of like middle school, where you're like, guess we don't like each other today. Guess we like each other tomorrow. Uh They also have, like, hella characters. Yeah. Like, other teen shows would have much smaller groups of characters that are mostly the same, and, like, maybe one character that's kind of different in some sort of way. Whereas the grass is like, here's like 15 characters, and we'll show you six in this episode, and then six in this episode, yeah, and so on and so forth. Because it, I mean, it keeps it from feeling like most television in general, where I'm always like, do you really only have the three friends? <laughs> That's it. Right? That's all we can afford. And not some people don't have small friends, <laughs> right? Yeah. Some people have small friend groups, like the podcast. We are each other's only friends. Oh my Who's god. <laughs> but my Facebook those... friends list is just y'all. <laughs> <laughs> But there are those friends where there are so many shows where I'm like, you guys clearly have, like, co-workers you talk to, or, like, someone, or you, like, catch lunch with, and this show, yeah, is, like, because, like, Liberty always has different friends whenever we see her. There's a moment with Liberty in this episode where she has a new look. I went for sharp, yet casual. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise known as a polo shirt, but you know. Yep. Gotta you get do that, you. that picture look. You do you. The last thing I would say on this one is, this episode was interesting because the thing they talked about at the very beginning didn't happen at the end. Picture they did, but the roller skating party didn't happen. Oh, the yes, retro the roller skating party. The satin shorts. Oh my god. That I was the, usually shorts. the, like, Degrassi's formula is you talk about an event in the very first two minutes, we're going to see it. Picture day, the dance, the night, you know, having people over to your house. There was no roller skating party. No. That would have required another um, set. <laughs> it would have been the gym. <laughs> oh my God, right? That would be horrible. Yeah, so Paige is talking about wearing satin shorts to the roller skating party, as one does. Sure. And I want ro- roller skating shorts now. Slash, I want to go to a... Did they call it a vintage? It was retro, retro roller skating Retro party. roller skating. Guys, we didn't And Ashley that. rolled up like, retro roller skating? That sounds fun. They're and like, Paige is like, absolutely not. <laughs> Paige is like, fuck you. I and this is like the third sad trombone moment oh. Ashley's had this season oh. <laughs> of trying to talk to these people. Okay, so like in last last season we talked about sort of white lady victimhood and Emma some. Like I feel like Ashley I feel like Degrassi's becoming less ambiguous about white lady victimhood and that it's much more women are much more culpable than, than they like to make it seem like. Like, there's a lot more agency and a lot more, vil- like, villainy, honestly, in, in the way that they write their female characters now. I mean, I think also, like, generally, you? the women 
have more depth than them. Yeah, all together. Yeah. All of them, yes. yeah. So that also yeah. means that even Emma, partially because Emma is literally introduced as a victim in the very first mm. episodes of the whole show. Yeah. Right. And she's presented, like we said, as our center. I mean, the interesting thing is, yeah, it's another show where the white girl is the center. But they aren't afraid to have her consistently be annoyingly strident and understand that's her mm-hmm. blessing and her curse. Mm-hmm. And I think she is more interesting in that than Ashley is to me. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ashley's sort of like, I have it all, and I don't want it to be this thing, which is kind of where she ends last season, is interesting, but less interesting to me than, like, I have a cause, and ca- like abstract yeah. causes are great, but in the moment you have to learn how to real le- live real life. Also, her and Manny are much more interesting as friends, like, much more complicated, even though we get less of Manny than Terry and Ashley. I mean, I think that ultimately, like, Emma genuinely cares for Manny and her happiness. Yes. Right. Whereas Ashley, just like her sort of realization about how how far apologies can get Ashley, like, (sighs) I mean, like, I think that a lot of her relationship with Terry is about, like, what Terry can do for Ashley, which is make her feel better about herself or in in whatever fucked up way that she's Yeah, I think she thinks that she listens. Some sort of altruism. Emma listens. Emma listens and Terry listens. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Emma listens and there is that fight, right, in the cheerleading thing, which I think is very much about how that friendship works. Yeah. Which is like, even though Emma's always going to be a little extra, and she's going to be extra even Mm. after Manny says her piece, she's going to move it into her reality. Ashley has done this like multiple times thing where Terry but partially because Terry only sort of Terry has these two people to go between but also she just doesn't get it yeah and also like Terry doesn't challenge Ashley as firmly as Manny challenges Emma they're, they don't would compete you, either. But even if she did, I don't think that Ashley would be... No, I don't think it Ashley wouldn't would, would, would be on her radar. She wouldn't be able to hear it. Okay. Favorite people and favorite things. So, my, my I have two. One is Sean being called the Nine Shiny Denim. So which good. is so good. So and good. two is just Ellie's appearance, because I love her. I was way into Quan talking about Twelfth Night. Um, and also Shakespeare. I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know what that is. Um, Twelfth Night is the best Shakespeare play. Um, and I don't know her. (laughs) I'm sorry, you made the Yago reference last episode. I thought you knew Shakespeare. I know it inside and out. Are we talking about Aladdin and the Twelfth Night? I was talking about the parrot. Wait, what? Twelfth Night is the cross-dressing one. (laughs) <laughs> the only cross-dressing. No. <laughs> no. like, that's no, that's okay. There's only one. This is why we've got a whole detour. This is anyway, what I know about Twelfth Night. My favorite thing. It's where Shakespeare in Love, at the end, it starts with Twelfth yes. Night. Yes, okay. Um, but my actual favorite thing is the choral music after Toby says that he's going to be the first Jewish really one. Cool. We're trying to it's wrap really up. Good. Okay. What's your favorite? I don't know. Wait, Toby getting like a realistic storyline. Yes. And also the fact that I think, at least in these last couple episodes, JT's role is just right. Yes. Um, Damn it, you stole mine. But I will say that we don't like JT, but also I think that Spinner is just as horrible to me and does more horrible things frequently than JT. And I think it's interesting to think about that. I mean, I think I, I do like JT. He's just a creep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think I'm never gonna. Yeah. Spinner and the bullying is never. I'm just like that. Never. Whenever it comes in, it it like makes me feel like I'm a kid again. Um. And then yeah, the Quan 
the Twelfth Night, but also just the like expert teaching, never stop talking, just smoothly transition from what you were doing to telling off the student yeah, <laughs> to yeah. going right back yeah. to yep. the thing that you were doing. So classic. It's just like A plus. My yeah. my favorite thing was well, two things. I loved well. Ellie. I love that Ellie's here and Ellie's never leaving until she leaves, but I'm really excited about Ellie and Ellie's like gothness or whatever, if we want to call it that. But my favorite, favorite thing was Hazel calling Paige out for being Paige and Paige just being like, true. No lies. No lies detected. And the boys are just there like. Hazel read that mean girl Queen Bee book. (laughs) Exactly. Hazel's like, I see you. I see you. You can find us online. At Twitter, what? At no, that no. bleeping pod, um, and Instagram and Facebook, that bleeping podcast. Um, you can also listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, and rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, please, 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 please. rate and review us. Tell us all the wonderful, awesome five star things we're doing for your ears. Sure, oh, sure. also, this, also, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but we are calling on people to post their throwback middle school pictures. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, it is happening. Last that- week we posted Brendan. This week I think we're going to post oh. some very, very awkward <laughs> well, pictures. that's my time. Uh- <laughs> I will say that I am far away from home at the moment. I am, I am hundreds of miles away and I do not have access to such things. But we'll be doing a rollout over the next month or so. So <laughs> tag us in your awkward throwback pics. We've sure. all had a Degrassi phase. My I argue mine is probably the worst. Don't look at me like that. Also, our Isaac, sis- our, our Isaac system handle is hot for Cray. Daddy, Daddy 42? I don't know. No. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. Dad is getting cut. Okay, yeah. All right, let me do it over again. No, no, no. We're done. We're done. We're good. Our editing is done by Tiffany. All of us handle social. Uh, Except for Tiffany. And just send uh, the things up on SoundCloud and make sure you can hear this episode. Woo-hoo! Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.